to the Synthesizers podcast. Hello, Synthesizers. Hey, Synthesizers. It is January 6, 2022. Why does that date ring in my head so loudly? January 6. January. I just feel so much. Do I feel pride on this day? It is. It is. As you're suggesting, the one-year anniversary of the uh, Freedom March on the on the Capitol. Freedom. You, the, because this is quite monumental, and we're still sort of um, adjusting <laughs> to it, even one year later, um, because it was on social media and it was filmed on people's cameras. Uh, everywhere we got to watch this thing unfold. But one year ago today, do you remember where you were? Yeah, I was at work watching it all live. And the crazy thing is everybody was seeing things different from their political party or whatever you, political party you were from. You were actually- What's the makeup of your, uh, of your office? Uh, a, uh, a lot of the staff there is very- uh, I would say conservative, but then evangelical conservative, which is okay. not bad, but there's there's quite a few that lean into the more extreme, you know, side of things, you know, so thinking Antifa was in charge of it the whole time or, you know. Well, there was kind of a rumor circulating through that week. It kind of emerged on, on Twitter that Trump was saying that Mike Pence could do something yeah. to stop the election right. of Joe Biden. And, and immediately there was pushback, you know, uh, uh, by scholar, you know, constitutional scholars saying, no, this isn't a thing. This is um, ceremonial and he has no power uh, right. at all. And Mike Pence, I believe, even said something. But I tuned in that morning. I work from home. I often, you know, on, yeah. on somewhat monumental days will have c-span on you know uh in the background or, or or the news in this case and it was about lunchtime that that gathering around donald trump uh happened and all of that you know the whole clown car showed up with uh rudy giuliani uh pouring out and and, and my favorite donald trump jr um and and kimberly guilfoyle that you know the the, the royalty the prince of uh of republican royalty i was watching that whole i was watching that whole charade up there you know on stage donald trump himself Ru, uh, uh, rudy giuliani uh said something about like a trial by combat you know there was all this kind of uh, uh, uh fighting and kind of like battle uh language that was that was going on and then you know trump said we're going to march down there unless you do something, unless you fight, unless you stop this in this Metaf crowd. You... Metaphorically, of course. So he claims, and I'm kind of curious, would you, would you use this language radicalized? It, it, when you're talking to extreme people, knowing that there's plans in place that have been talked about on the internet and you talk about fighting no, there's no excuse for that. He knew he knew what he was doing. He knew. Yeah. It. So you would I think we would agree that he in, incited that. And, yeah, and I see this definitely incited it. Yeah. I see this all around the world with religious radicalization, where it is most prevalent is where people are uneducated. Yeah. 
and and um and and they get wrapped up in this they get swept up in in this in in the romance and as a romantic person um i i can relate to some of this on yeah. the rom- on the romantic side in a twisted way i hated all of this like shit with trump because giuliani like during 9-11 i was like man that's a guy with a head on his shoulders. Like that's what yeah. I felt, you know. I didn't. Yeah. Know he's going to be that. president someday. I thought. I'm like, man, he feels really like he's bringing everybody together. He's, and then now I'm just like, holy shit! What in the world? It's yeah. insanity that's being spewed out of his mind. Nothing's checked. He's just making statements, and yeah. everybody is just. Uh, and I want to. And the one that is most troubling for me, and I want to, I want to talk about, I want to give a little bit more time for this in a second, but um, is when people say civil war. Yeah. When people get to the, you know, push to the level where they say that, but so, 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 so back to that morning, I'm, I'm tuned in and I'm watching the speeches and he says, we're, we're going to march down to the Capitol and we're going to stop this January 6th. We're going to stop this. That's crazy. You have a president in America that is wanting to march to the Capitol, whatever, if he thinks violence is going to happen to stop the like turnover of power because of things that are completely not true, completely not true. So as I I took you off course there, but no, no, not at all. You made me think of something else. As I become more complex of a person, I become more empathetic. And my ability to put myself in someone else's situation um, is incredibly, incredibly valuable, uh, especially when you're um, thinking about these kind of complex things. And I can say in 2016, that night of the election, I went to bed around midnight and it had just taken a weird turn. And Catherine had gone to bed like an hour before me and we woke up the next day to the news that was really hard for me to accept to, to to be quite honest that donald trump was the president i was resistant to it i was watching cnn and msnbc at the time and they were talking about conspiracies with russia and the russians had put them in and i was like give me every detail of that in fact if robert mold Muller needed me to like come in on the case. I was totally up to date. Like you said that before, but yeah, yeah. every single day, right? You you're like all in, yeah. Because I could not accept that it was true that this buffoon, this reality television character, this commercial real estate developer was the president of the United States because what the president is and what these senators and congresspersons are, they are representatives. We're saying, this is who we are. These are our needs, our interests, our values. Go there and represent us. And I'm looking at a guy that does not represent and And I even thought, like, I get benefit of the doubt, like, because there's some shitty people that can do good jobs of certain things. So before the election was 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 finished, like there's a time when I'm like, you know what? Okay, maybe he's a, maybe he's a good businessman. <laughs> you know, maybe there's something maybe there's something about him that can be. But the more and more and more he kept talking, I'm like, the, I'm watching a TV show, and he's literally dividing 
more than I've ever seen. Like it, yeah. it, it yeah. dumbfounded me. I could not believe that he, that he not won. a unifier. Yeah. But and so when this happened, I like, it, it was all even more sci-fi because you had a lot of the country thinking that he's right. So many things about this are like a black mirror. It is. Thing. It's black as, mirror. I, as I was watching this, I'm standing in front of the television and this is the black mirror part for me. A couple of years, about a year into Donald Trump's presidency, I was out in my alley talking to my neighbor and he said, you understand that because I said, we just got to survive these four years. There's nothing we can do. This is the president. It's not going to be overturned. And he said, what you have to understand is that this could be the end of democracy, that the president actually has the power in the time of war to suspend the election. And when we get to 2020, Donald Trump is going to pick a fight with Iran or North Korea or something, and he's just going to suspend the election or president or did like Putin did or incite it from the inside. Oh gosh, it is a black mirror episode. So when he told me that and idiocracy, and I think about that every day, every day, When he told me that Donald Trump could suspend the election and this could be the end of democracy, I began on that day to envision me marching on the Capitol with you, with yeah. people who are passionate, who who will defend their values, who are zealous. Zealous is, is, is a word um, that would describe you and me. This is a good time to stop and say thank you to Tito's Vodka for hosting the Synthesizers podcast. I would also like to um, thank Woodford Reserve. Um, and um, what's some other things we could get? Let me tell you, let me tell you about this Tito's Vodka. I came into my house today. I've been gone out of town for four days and I, <clears throat> and I came in and <clears throat> I was looking for an extension cord I needed for something that I was working on. And so I decided to take the one out from behind my stereo, behind Mm. my record player. And uh, it's inside the piece of furniture. So I opened the cabinets and I pulled out this big section of records. And behind that was a giant bottle of Tito's vodka. Beautiful. I have a 16 year old daughter who has something to do with, with why this. it was half gone? Tito's vodka. This is not mine. I found this. Oh, I thought you, oh wow. And I've been gone for four days and someone partied in, in my house. Tito's. So about a half a bottle. Tito's I, is so good that your children will find it. Yes, yes. <clears throat> someone bought this Tito's vodka that I am going to finish and I'm going to fill it back up with water and stick it back behind those records. You didn't tell her that you found it? No, not at all. You think she still knows it's there? I'm, I'm killing it right now. (laughs) Now back to our show. All right. So this is the thing that was tripping me out, Todd is for three years, I envisioned us marching on the Capitol. Yeah, yeah. Without being able to think through the consequences of what would happen. Yes. Only to get to that point where there is an injustice 
and yep. we're going to do something about it. Yes. And I envisioned thousands of us storming the Capitol to say, no, we are going, this is a democracy. Well, we are going to have an election. By storming, I mean, just gathering at the Capitol intensely, but like not breaking in. Let's say resisting in some way, but trying to stop the, <clears throat> trying to get an election, trying to preserve a democracy. A yep. democracy that doesn't exist in China and doesn't exist in Russia yep. anymore. <clears throat> that's that's where we are. In, in, in fact, our uh, where where once we were uh, leaders promoting democracy around the United, around the world, we're not even seen necessarily as a democracy because almost fifty percent of this nation believes that this election was stolen. Okay, baby. Who is it? Todd? Come say hi. Hey, Todd. Hey, what's up? Hey, man. Um, not much. I we were just going snowboarding. Hey, and what are you... we have like nine inches of snow and the roads suck. Oh, nine inches. I'm so Dude, jealous. It's so bad here. The blizzard is so bad. Hey, what do you think about January 6th? What's on January 6th? Oh, see? The uh, capital. Dude, that was absolutely crazy. We watched a documentary today in class and like they showed videos that I haven't even seen before. It was like psychotic, right? This is my friend Cassie. Hi. Did they sh- Hi, Cassidy. So it was, it was psychotic, dude. Like, yeah, there was this. There was a the, the amount officer. of the amount of violence you didn't know was there is crazy. Yeah, like the police officer getting like smushed in the door is psychotic to me. And then I never saw. I saw a video today of like them pushing down the barricades, like when they actually just pushed the fence over a police officer and just like tried to murder him. Like that's almost psychotic. Have you, have you, have you heard the, um, the recordings of them trying to hunt down some of the people? Yeah. Like what are we even like humans anymore? Like what is going on? No, wait, wait, sorry. Sorry. This was a peaceful protest. So yeah. <laughs> so peaceful. Ugh, just a couple people dead. So peaceful. Hey, for the people listening uh, and not watching, Chris's daughter and friend just came in. I'm 16. She's 15. We are sophomores in high school. This is the Synthesizers podcast, and our um, wonderful listeners and and, and watchers are called the Synthesizers. So say hi, Synthesizers. Hey, Synthesizers. Hey. All right, now get out. Go. Okay, we're leaving. Brought to you by Tito's podcast. (laughs) By Tito's I wanted to say something, and I'm like, no, no, no. Let's wait. Um, <clears throat> so, so there we were. It's unfolding right, right on the television. This very thing that I thought that we were going to be participating in, but the other side is doing it. And I know we don't want to divide ourselves into sides because we want to be unify unifiers and not divisive. Well, but we've already, as a country, we've already decided that it's a two-party system, so there is division. It's just gotten so extreme. It is wild, but like when you think about the politics in the rest of the world, the United States, though inside of the United States, we talk about one party being left and one party being right, but really all of the United States is right, because left means the state, the country, controlling production like making the cars and the refrigerators like in egypt that's how it is here this is free market capitalism well which is why it's created as a talking point for the uh more republican side 
Because they are using it as, well, you know, this other side does represent that when you say left, you know, like, but really in reality, reality. there is right and less right. Yeah, there, yes. There's only capitalism in the United States. Not, not one, you know, in 2016 and 2020, not one candidate got up there and said, let's seize the means of production and turn it over to the state. That doesn't happen. There is no left in the United States. And there's certainly no radical left in the United States. Besides small groups, but yeah, nothing representative for sure. So so they marched down toward the Capitol, like the back of Donald Trump's crowd that was gathered there to see the speech kind of splits off. They already start heading down to where the uh, Senate and Congress uh, meet. And there's a small barricade that's really set up to keep tourists out in a very unarmed, uninformed, unprepared. It was like a weak police force. It was like a weak concert barrier. I mean, that's That's, that's a great reference. But at concerts now, they have like 10 foot chain link. This was yeah. less than that. This, this was, was like a parking. Barricade. This was a parking lot concert, like barricade at the capital of the United States. Whenever there was chatter about something going on, because no one could picture that this would actually happen. And what was so wild about this, Todd, is everybody there had their phones out. Yeah, and they were like, it was like FaceTime Live. We were watching it, and it was being posted everywhere and there was someone who was in the front of that procession running toward the capitol you know what i'm saying there was the person who was way out front and they arrive there and they confront the first you know the perimeter of the police and they overwhelm them instantly it is 100 to 1 Um, and then they start to go into the capitol and you and I often talk uh, about QAnon and and the Q conspiracy, and that was something that stuck out to me. Oh, yeah. The Trump flags everywhere, but the Qs on everyone's chest. And then that character—I don't know his name—and it's kind of irrelevant. But the guy who has become iconic with the horns, Q shaman, in the face paint, who we call the shaman. Right. Who, who needs to eat organic in prison. Um, I saw him multiple times. Yeah. I saw Q and I, I understood what was happening, that this group that had been radicalized online through these lies, <clears throat> they burst through the Capitol. They overwhelmed them. In some places, they, they beat uh, police with flagpoles, ironically. Yeah shocked multiple times with tasers but like constantly to where like that, that one that one yeah that one police officer oh, it, yeah and then they went in and they ransacked the place and from what i understand from dave Chappelle being my source that they were roping <laughs> human feces all over the walls you saw you've seen the documentaries though correct of like the yeah, yeah. um and then Congress became aware of what was yeah. going on. People have their cell phones in their pockets are getting texts saying this storm is coming for you. They, 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 the they put on they, they it, it shows the uh, procedures that are in place for something like this. So in some of the documentaries, you see like different people in the seats, they pull out these 
bags for chemical, you know, chemical agents to put over their face. And you hear people just screaming and you hear people praying like, God, you know, like just help us and all this stuff. And like people are praying inside, putting stuff over their face in case there's a a gas thing. And then there's people outside that say they are Christians and (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of where I wanted to go with this. There, you know, there was this very artistic shot that I saw. And it is while people are chanting, hang Mike Pence, hang Mike Pence. My family lives in Uh, Indiana. Mike Pence, you know, is is Indiana. And my family, I don't they 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 held their nose and, and and swallowed Trump, but it was because of Mike Pence. He was the Christian like this, he looked the part, you know, but, but, your, but, but your family eventually just bought in, correct? To the, tr- to Trump. Yeah. I think they got swept up in it. Yeah. My parents yeah. for sure. And, 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 and their siblings, but I am looking, this camera shot was through the gallows, through the hangman's noose. <laughs> And framed in that shot is a guy that's wearing a shirt and it just says Jesus on it. And he's holding a cross framed in the gallow. Praise be. May the Lord open. And I'm, like I said, like I got caught up in, in, in 2017 believing that Donald Trump couldn't be president and it could be overturned. Like I understand the, the emotions behind, behind it. I was a part of the resistance. But here we are a year later. But especially, especially it, it, it can't go unsaid that it's just how we would react that way. It could, because there are literally as many people that are believing that there is a a cult practice going on that the Democrats are a part of that's taking adrenochrome from kids so they could live forever and that they're sex trafficking. And like we touched on that before, of course, but like you put that into the mix when people legitimately think that, holy shit, you're going to rush. You're going to rush that. You're going to be like, you're a part of this, you know, like, oh, one of the things that's strange about this too is that like so many people say shit online that they would never say face to face with someone. They will leave an anonymous, yeah. uh, you know, comment and they will be dark and they will be personal and all kinds of stuff. But in real life, people don't treat each other like that because they'll go ahead and get them fuck knocked out. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. People aren't like that. So when this thing happened at the Capitol, it's like something that this like energy that happened online suddenly manifested in real meat human beings. Can you imagine if social media wasn't involved in in this? Like, I, I really Would it have happened. Not, oh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still divided on that. But uh, yeah, honestly, yeah, it probably would not have. It probably would not have happened. No, you're right. Because, well, we can go on that at another point, because at least some of the documentaries that we've seen that explains the whole process of how it happened, because this is the first time that it ever could happen like that. This is a historical moment that changed the world that only people 100 years from now are going to be able to look back and confidently say, 
this is the picture of what took place. Right now, you're going to get like 500 pictures. Well, two pictures. And but there used to be like the fringe would be like the standoff at Ruby Ridge, yes. right? Where yeah. people who would like identify as militia yeah. and be weaponized on private property have a standoff with the government. But these people who were there, there was some of that stuff, some of the Oath Keepers, some or some militia, but most of them were just Facebook people yeah. who got swept up, who got radicalized. They felt like they were on the right side of history. If you listen yeah. to what they say, they say, freedom, and this is our house, and, and we're here representing America. Yeah. I feel the same way. And a lot, I know, and and there were there were a lot of people after that that have voiced that that said like, man, we thought we were on the on the right side, you know, but but like a, a majority of the people that were there that didn't like go into the Capitol, they were they were like we can't demonize everyone there. Like we might disagree with their beliefs, but there were a lot of people there that just was like believing that the election was possibly like a fraud that blah blah or that they just believed like if he was out of off if trump didn't like win that abortion would be just rampant across like the entire world and people wanted to kill kids so but you had those people with the intentions of like oh i want to and so while they're there and they see this happening they don't see the fucking violence that's going on on the inside. They stay, but. And the media covers it differently. Like if you were only watching it from um, America, uh, AON, you know, or Newsmax or Fox, you wouldn't see the violence. They don't show it. They say these were unarmed protesters. (laughs) When in fact there was enough weapons and ammunition there oh, to yeah. kill all of the senators and congresspersons. Yeah. I bet I have to say, like I was watching CBS and like ABC and stuff, and honestly, like you could see possible violence on the outside, but it was until you saw a couple of like flares go off and explosions, you people weren't aware of. Like I was watching CBS, going, "This can't be as bad as I think it is," because you just see a crowd. You see people going, you're like, well, this is insane because people are trying to break in. But in that point, everybody's pretty much on the same page. Like they're making people are making excuses for different reasons, but like everyone's pretty much on the same page. They don't know that it's that extreme on the inside. They don't know that. And you can't see that in video. And even on the inside where they're rubbing poop on stuff and breaking into Nancy Pelosi's office. Breaking in to her office to take her. (laughs) Essentially, one of these characters who gets swept up in this is a woman named Ashley Babbitt. Yeah. And as they're kicking in all of these office doors and stuff, she and her pals just happen to kick in a door where there's a Secret Service person on the other side who pops two in her and kills her. (laughs) But I have seen the footage of Ashley Babbitt on her phone walking toward the Capitol being like, America, America. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, she's but dead it, within an hour of that. Yeah. And that is so, like, it's so horrible. But the people on, and we already agree on this, but for in generalization, the people that are on the inside only hear that there's an attack on the Capitol. 
if not just one person trying to get through the door, it's multiple people that keep going. That person is there responsible to protect all of these people. You don't know, if there's, you don't know if there's gas because that has been mentioned. You don't know if there's whatever you're, you're protecting, you know, and it really is horrible what happened, but it couldn't have gone another way because the potential for that, uh, that, that, that public servant to uh, let something just happen would, would it could have potentially been just catastrophic. There's something like 700 people who have been charged in the last 12 months, people already yep. incarcerated more yep. going to, to trial people. I've heard testimonies of people being like, please, I've lost my job. I lost my wife. I've lost my kids. I've lost my reputation in, in the judge being like, yeah, you're going to lose like six months of 2020 to, to, on top, you know, on top of it. I don't people, think- people are apologizing and the judges are like, you know what? Like, I appreciate it, but like my experience, I have no idea if you were contrite. Like if you were being if you were to ask my Uncle Bill and Aunt Carlin, who live down in the villages, I would I would love to ask them. Florida, they would tell you not only was it Antifa, but this was the FBI who pulled this off. But man, I watched it live. Once you once you start saying that shit. You, if you believe it, you can't be dissuaded because, well, they're obviously tricking us. Like there's, there's literally nothing you could say, like, at all. Period. And that's some of the people I work with. There's other people that I work with that are completely just like, I can't believe this shit happened. And there's other people that are in between, and they're just like, I didn't know this was even a possibility because I didn't even know how extreme the group that I identify with is and I'm like, do you understand? Like, g- please go research and go look like, do you, do you know what did happen? And a lot of them didn't, they just went off of quick news clips, quick clips, quick clips, quick clips. They're doing it with news and they're doing it within their own religion. And what happens when you do that is you get, it, 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 it connects with you emotionally and you get yeah. swept up in it and you start to think these very broad thoughts where I wish I didn't live around people who are like that. And then you start thinking about two countries and then you start thinking about civil war. Right. And, and we and, live in a very young country who has already had a civil war, yeah. brother against brother. Yes. And there are congresspersons like Marjorie Taylor Greene, like Mo Brooks, who are actually using that language. And when you think about what that is, a civil war, we are already defeated. Nobody wins a civil war. That's only losing. January 6th, I had to talk about it. Hey, to January 6th. January fucking 6th. January fucking 6th. Thank you, Tito's. Thank you, Tito's. Hey, synthesizers, we love you. See you next time. Next time, synths.